Hi, this is Steve Johnson with Navigating Life as We Know It, and I'm talking with Shannon Elhart about mindfulness meditation. And Shannon, welcome back. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Mindfulness can mean different things to different people, and it's kind of a scary thing to some because they think it's, well, that sounds like it's Buddhist, or it sounds like it's Hindu, or it's something that's different and, and that's antithetical to being Christian. Uh, that's one of the misconceptions. Another one is it's a form of mind control, <laughs> which is kind of bizarre in itself because it's actually it's a matter of letting your mind release control. Exactly. <laughs> or I don't have time to study it because you're supposed to master this in order to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Or I can't sit still like that and I can't, I can't be still for that long. Or I tried it once and it didn't work. Well, I tried a lot of things, but... You know, I get better at it when you do it again. I relax my mind by watching TV or golfing or doing yard work, reading, enjoying nature, yoga, exercise. Those are all good things. Okay, but I think they're missing the point, what mindfulness is. Mindfulness in the West is really a corruption of mindfulness in the East. (laughs) I think so, too. (laughs) We're in the West, it's how can I be better at this? How can I be a better salesperson? Or how can I strive to achieve more, attain more? Because I can control my mind and I can turn it into some kind of a weapon or a tool. Right. And mindfulness in the East is how can we celebrate the fact of the oneness of all humanity and the universe mm-hmm. that I'm released into that pool and relax and quiet the voices in your head. And be present. Be present. Right. I think that most people are time travelers. We spend more time in the past rehearsing what we should have said Mm -hmm. or should have done, or we spend too much time in the future worrying about what's going to happen and getting prepared for that, and we spend a minority of the time in the present. Absolutely. And mindfulness, mindfulness is quieting those voices about the past and the future and worrying commiserating over what happened or how I should have won that argument, letting it go and actually just being in the present, which is not easy to do because it sounds like we're crazy, but we all have voices in our head, right? Mm-hmm, we sure do. <laughs> and they speak to me and they tell me to do things that I shouldn't be doing. Yeah, or, check that phone. Look at social media. Right, yes. right. Just doing nothing is the hardest thing in the world for right, us to do. right. So I think it's important from the standpoint of uh, special needs parents and disability, people with disabilities too, to be able to turn off some of those voices in their head and some of the guilt and the shame and things we talked about the last time we were together, mm-hmm. talking about your forgiveness tour, of uh, being able to quiet that. And I have found that my blood pressure goes down I found that many times my breathing, when I first sat down, might be kind of labored a little bit. You know, you can feel your heart beating as you're breathing and hear it, but it becomes very, very smooth and gentle. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it only lasts for 10 minutes, <laughs> but this means you shouldn't do it because you can get back there. That's the status. That's where you can, you, you say where you belong. Okay? Right. And so when you wander off, you can just take the deep breaths and go back again. Exactly. At any time, no matter what. At any what. time. Mm-hmm. At any time. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy. And I know you've done some amazing videos on this. And we're going to be sharing those on our Mindful Minutes as we go in the future. But you mentioned a term which I think is really funny because I've heard it explained. And I think this is 
what I basically have is a monkey brain. Yes, <laughs> monkey mind. Uh, how does one tame the monkey? Well, you you really don't. Okay. I mean, you can you can tame it a bit, but I guess you don't ever get rid of it. And if you expect to, you're going to be very frustrated. I like to think of the monkey mind, and people laugh at this metaphor as well, as it's like a dog in a room full of squirrels. <laughs> We're like... What, what's, there? what's there? What's there? What's there? What's there? my consciousness right yes, there as a yes. dog in a room full of squirrels. And, and we all do that. Like you said, we think about the past, which, as we talked about in our previous um, episode, we can't change the past. There's no reason to think about the past unless we're going to learn and grow from it a bit. And then we worry about the future, and most of the things we worry about never happen, and they definitely don't happen how we worry about them. So it's just crazy that we do. We spend the majority of our time in the past and the future and not in the present. So with a monkey mind... It's not stopping it because you are human and you have a very creative brain no matter what you do. We're very creative as human beings and our minds are going to run and think and analyze and create and wonder. And that's a beautiful part of being human. So taming the monkey mind is acknowledging that, but learning strategies where you can quiet it and step out of that room as a dog with a room full of squirrels and step into that place of quiet, which is invaluable. Now, um, correct me if you think I'm wrong, but you don't need a special pillow. You don't need an incense. You don't need candles. You don't necessarily need to have perfect quiet, though it does kind of help. You don't need to have the perfect conditions because it's easy to talk yourself out of something. Well, I got no place to go. I can't do this now because there's stuff going on. The reason I can't meditate is because the the perfect conditions don't exist, which they never will. Never will. <laughs> never will. <laughs> but it starts basically with, well, how would you describe, how, how would a, a novice do their first meditation? Right. Sure. I'd love to answer that. And I want to make clear, I'm not a mindfulness or a meditation expert, but I've done a lot of work with that. I wouldn't that be talking and... if you, you were, because I think... <laughs> I think it's the amateurs, the practitioners, those who do, are the best ones to consult. Because we don't need a PhD in mindfulness no, telling us how to do it the right way, because then there's all these wrong ways to do it. Yeah, and there really is no right way. But there are brilliant people out there, like Jack Cornfield comes to mind, yes. and grab a book by him and you'll learn a ton. Amazing. But I, it has definitely helped me in every single way of my life. And it's not affiliated with any kind of religion, and it certainly isn't mind control, and you don't need to study it or sit for a long time. And, and it's better than things like playing golf and watching TV because it's being fully present. In fact, there are things like rock climbing and yoga can be considered forms of meditation because you are so, if you are so fully present with yourself and what you're doing in that moment. Rock climbing is a great example because you have to be. You better be. You better be <laughs> fully present. And they or you'll say be rock falling. Be, right. So that full presence can be. And some people say running can be their form of meditation. And there are some things like that that can be a form of meditation, but there's still great value in spending time sitting. And no, you don't need to do it for a certain amount of time. You don't need a special cushion. You don't need a, a, a room that's special for that. Those things can help. I find it is helpful if you do it in the morning as ideal because your mind is less influenced by the world around you. You are just out of sleep. And I think it's also helpful to have a, a place where you sit, but that could just be your couch. And it can also be helpful to have little symbolic things, like maybe there's a candle that you burn only when you're meditating. Mm -hmm. And as much as silence is great, you could play some soft music. 
I think guided meditations are wonderful, but I always encourage people to not only do those. Explain a guided meditation. So a guided meditation where someone walks you through verbally some, maybe a visualization or a breathing routine, but they're guiding you through the minutes that you're sitting and meditating. I think it's a great way to get started. Then you will naturally follow that path Mm -hmm. without having the person speaking. Yes. And then... And and then to move into the time when you're not listening to anybody else's voice. And some tips I've given people, because I used to teach meditation, is you could have a pad of paper and a pen next to you if you feel like your mind is going to run. So then if your mind is running like the dog with a room full of squirrels or monkey mind, where you're like, oh my gosh, I've got to remember to get to the grocery store because I've got that birthday party tonight and I need to pick up A, B, C, D. You can if you're like, you can't get rid of that thought. Just open your eyes, write down birthday party. And then close them again. So that'll remind you, you need to think about birthday party later. But the value of tuning into just the quiet of your mind, of being present in that moment is invaluable. You will have better intuition. You will just feel the answers, feel the direction in your life. You're going to have reduced stress, less anxiety. Physical health benefits are there's a long list of them. It does reduce your blood pressure. For example, three minutes of meditation reduces blood pressure, been medically proven. And I challenge people, I did it once when, you know, you go to the doctor, regular appointment, they almost always check your blood pressure. So one time when I was waiting in the waiting room, I thought I am just, until they call my name, I'm going to close my eyes and just focus on my breathing. And the easiest way to do that is to repeat as silly as this sounds, I am breathing in, and you repeat that in your mind while you're inhaling. And then while you're exhaling, you say, I am breathing out. So in your mind, you're just stating those statements, going along with your inhalations and exhalations. And it sounds really silly, but it causes you to be very present with your breath, which is very present. And it shuts present. the other voices up in your head. Exactly. <laughs> then I went into the doctor, and very immediately the nurse practitioner took my blood pressure, and it was lower than average. And I have low blood pressure, normally 90s over 60s. So this was like 80s over 50s that time. And I thought, that three minutes really does work. And it, it literally was like three minutes that I sat there. The other minute recommendation I would give is 11 minutes of meditation. And if that word feels like it doesn't resonate with you, you can think of it as 11 minutes of quiet time, of silence, of breathing. I mean, just choose the word that works for you. But it's it's being quiet. But the beauty of 11 minutes is that it has been proven to reduce your cortisol, which is the hormone that's released for stress. So if you do, my minimum for every day of meditation is 11 minutes minimally. And I do know that that has reduced my stress. It doesn't make your life perfect, but if you, I think most of us have stress, if you do that every day, just 11 minutes. Taking a multiple vitamin doesn't make your life perfect. But it helps. It, nor does it <laughs> negate the necessity to eat food, mm-hmm. but it helps. Right. You mentioned closing your eyes and then opening them. I do that typically, mm-hmm. but during the summer months, I'll sit out whenever possible on my back deck, which is all open to nature and back. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. And if it's quiet enough and early enough, I can see the sunrise, and I'll just look at a tree and watch the leaves. Mm-hmm. And so I might not be saying breathe in, breathe out, but my mind is focused on something visual, then it keeps the voices away. What you're describing is perfectly fine. And we, you can do that. In fact, there's one meditation where they say, just look at the flame on a candle. 
mm-hmm. for the minutes that you're meditating, but you're being so present with that flame or your example, you're being so present with that tree. And in that moment of your life, that tree's leaves are moving. The branches are swaying in the breeze. You are being present. Your mind isn't running to your to-do list for the day or that person who ticked you off yesterday or, oh my gosh, what if this happens in the future or why did I do that in the past? (laughs) Sometimes I'll think that there's as much tree underground as there is on top. Mm, mm -hmm. And it's taking up moisture and turning it into oxygen through photosynthesis and it's taking in the carbon dioxide and this is all part of the sea that we live in. And we're part of that. That one It is really, it's a beautiful mm-hmm. way to calm down. I used to, when I first started, and I probably should get back to it. I mean, you, you do things that really work, and then you stop doing them, then you realize, go back and visit the stuff that worked before. Exactly. In my mind, I would have a little, like a bean person. Yeah. Okay. With a broom. And when a thought came up, you would just sweep it away. Oh, I love and that. And you don't beat yourself up. You don't hit yourself with the broom. You just Mm-mm. sweep it off to the side. Yep. Or write it down. Yep. Let it go. Go back. It will happen. If you've been doing this for years, it's still going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. You're not failing. Yep. You're just being very successful at being human. You're being a human. Right. Exactly. People are afraid about not doing it the right way. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the wrong way is not to do anything. Exactly. And we will post along with this your video on breathing because it's a great way to start Breathing is something we can focus on. It's a bodily function. It brings your mind and your body together for one thing. Mm-hmm. As we go along, we'll get into other types of meditation. There's a gratitude meditation. There's a kindness. Uh, a kindness. Loving a, kindness. Loving it's kindness. My favorite but one. Those are the mm-hmm. ones that I favor because I think if everything begins with gratitude, and I know that's in your book, but right. if, if you are grateful for the heart that's beating, for the breath that you're able to take, if you're grateful for the fact that you're alive, which is a miracle in itself, there could be horrible things going on in your life, but if you can be grateful for that, Mm -hmm. you've had a successful meditation. Absolutely. And then you have to go out and face the world, but the secret is, it's okay to meditate in the middle of the day, too. (laughs) Absolutely. If you're feeling overwhelmed, find some place for three minutes. It doesn't have to be 11 at that point. three minutes. Three minutes. One minute, two minutes. Right. Yeah. As long as your mind, as long as the monkeys will be held at bay yep. and just relax and do the breathing. Mm-hmm. You know, this is kind of like when, when somebody has a temper and they say, well, okay, take a deep breath and count to 10. That's, right. That is a mini Absolutely. meditation. It is. It We're is. just building on that, basically. Yeah. And it helps the stress that a special needs parent would have. It can help the stress of a person with a disability. Mm-hmm. It can get them to calm down and maybe focus their thoughts better and make better decisions and live a happier life. And that's all you need to do is just the steps I teach are to sit comfortably, however that means. You don't need to sit full lotus position or whatever. Oh, I can't. My legs fall asleep. I'm I'm of an age where they get numb, so I I can't stand up then. So I sit in a chair with my feet flat on the floor and my hands on my knees, maybe palm up, maybe palm down. Mm And and I think you do it very well in your in your guided meditation, talking about relaxing your shoulders and mm-hmm. letting your jaw. You just relax, relax, and do the scan, the body scan, where you go through and you relax your face and you relax your eyes and the top of your head, all the way down to your feet. And that might take you eleven minutes to go through your body. Yeah, and relax. Could, depending on your. But state. you'll feel like mm-hmm. you just got a, a wonderful massage. You do. You do. And you don't have to close your eyes if that's uncomfortable. No, you don't. And sometimes it's nice to gaze at something, but eyes closed, fix your body, and then just 
concentrate on your breathing. And when a thought comes up, which it will, you could do, I actually do the sweeping thing too. That's really funny you mentioned that. You could also just, I say, imagine there's a little stream in front of you. And when a thought comes up, just see a leaf slowly falling and it lands in the stream. And your thought, place your thought in that and just let it float away. Oh, I love that. Or let your thought wrap it up in a balloon and just let the balloon float off to the sky. But definitely don't beat yourself up. You're human. You're going to have thoughts. But the more you do it, the easier it will become. And I've been meditating nearly every day. Well, every day I kind of got off practice somewhat recently and my life did not feel as good. But um, basically every day since the beginning of 2007. And there are times that I get up and I'm like, wow, that was magical. Like there's just no thoughts and I just feel so at peace. There are times I get up for meditating and I think that was crazy. I could not shut off my thoughts. And that's okay. But the more you do it, the more you're going to feel that positive impact on your life, the easier it will become, just like with anything. And the benefits are countless. Physical, emotional, spiritual, psychological. I uh, remember hearing years ago when I was in going through my catechism lessons that Martin Luther used to say, you should pray for a certain amount of time every morning. I'm going to say like an hour. And if it's a very, very busy day, pray for two hours. Exactly. And, and I think the same way, there's been times that I've gotten up and things are too crazy because I slept a little bit too late or Liam is up and screaming where I say, well, I won't do that now. And the problem is that I would have a much better day mm-hmm. if I took the time to do it. I try to get up earlier when everybody's still sleeping. Mm-hmm because it's a quiet house and that time is the best time the most preciously invested time that i have during the day i totally agree anytime i say i'm going to do it later because i'm too busy in the morning i never end up doing it and there's a saying that in the meditation world that says if if you don't have three minutes to meditate you need an hour (laughs) because you're just that's what martin luther was saying exactly basically there's a problem there Mm -hmm. and the problem is your own making right and you can start with one minute And then I always tell people, try to inch up to the 11, because I think it's so great for stress reduction. But, and even, and like you said, do it throughout the day. I even have taught clients to, I call it stoplight meditation or stoplight gratitude, either one. When when, if you're driving a lot where there's stop signs or stoplights, every time you're at a stoplight, don't close your eyes because the people will be beeping behind you, but just stop and focus on your breathing or list things you're grateful for. It can be as simple as the sun is shining or the rain is falling, but just take those few minutes while you're at a red light to be a little more purposeful rather than grabbing your phone to check Instagram. Because all that does is raise your blood pressure. Exactly. And it just pulls <laughs> you out of the moment, but be yep. in the moment. Very good. Well, thank you. And we'll be uh, looking forward to having mindful meditation moments, three M's, uh, probably on Saturdays as you travel throughout the country. We'll visit in some of those and refer people to the uh, selection of great videos you have on YouTube that walk people through different types of meditation. Well, thank you. I'm glad you guys are going to do that because I think it's valuable for literally every human being on earth. And you know what? There's, this. there's no negative side effects. No. Okay. <laughs> no negative side effects. And you might get addicted to it, but it's a good addiction. A good addiction. Yeah. Absolutely. It's addiction like breathing yeah. or, you know, yeah. drinking water or yeah. eating food. Yeah. Breathing. That's good. Yep. <laughs> Thank Thank you, you, Shannon. Thank you. Thanks, Shannon, for working with us to develop this program. Join us each month as we share another mindful moment with you. And Lockheed's Mindful Moments are produced by Envision Media Group, LLC, in beautiful West Michigan. Until next time, be well and be kind.